0: Is expecting you. Hello, welcome to Thoughts from Aunt Wu, the Avatar podcast where we know the future. Today we will be discussing Book Three, Episode Sixteen, "The Southern Raiders," an episode we've all been eagerly awaiting. Today I am joined, as always, by Corey. So this is this is an episode. So yeah, let's uh, let's just jump in with our initial thoughts. Why don't you uh, start things off here?
1: I love this show so much, like so much, and like you being a fan. I said this last episode or last time we recorded. Like you being a fan and paying attention pays off in dividends in book three. That's why like book three is so good. Is because you see how characters have grown. This episode is so good and enhanced by the fact that I'm a massive Star Wars nerd. Because, like, I was messaging you during me watching the episode and, like, I could, like, what? I could swap out every... I could change the universe right now, make it the, make about the exact same thing and just make them, like, Jedi-Sith dynamic. And this episode would play out the exact same way. Like, the emotion in this
0: episode is insane. It's almost as if the creators yes. of Avatar are better at Star yes. Wars than the people who are doing Star Wars. Except for David Fellini, who, you know was part of this show and is now making the best stuff in Star Wars. It's it's amazing. This is Star Wars ranted. by
1: far and away my favorite Katara episode, and it's a no contest. Katara is so good in this episode and is such a badass, and you see her at full power, and boy, is she a different girl than the girl that went to the Northern Water Tribe and was begging the old man to train her. Like, boy, is this a different Katara. And Zuko... Is great and trust me, you and I are going to argue a lot this episode. Um, and I cannot stress how good it is that they kept Sokka and Aang out of the episode for the most part and just made it a Zuko and Katara episode. Um, and I love this episode. I love the show and I love Book Three.
0: Yeah, I, I think most of that is right. I think this is one of the the most interesting episodes. That said, I think you know it, it kind of ends the. Field trip with Zuko arc, which is kind of weird that that's an arc, but it, it kind of is. And it and it does a good job. Um, I mean a really good job of that. I think that it explores aspects of Katara's character that we we don't really get to see, but that's that's really important to her and kind of contextualizes a lot of how we feel about Katara for the last several books. And, you know, one of the things that we we think about a lot here is that. We know the future. It's kind of the premise of this show, and this is one of those episodes that sort of really sticks in our minds as we were watching the show for um, throughout this entire podcast. Of like, this is what we where we know Katara is is going, and what we know is sort of kind of a deep within the recesses of her mind. This degree of you know anger and 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 passion towards what happened with her mother and you, you put that in and then you have, you know, other scenes that we talked about, whether it was during the runaway and and Sokka telling Toth the story of her mother, or just in general, seeing Katara as the sort of motherly figure that she is. It's, it's, I think really, this episode's like really important for all that to really, to give us the context. And, you know, I, I've, one of the premises of this show is i i really think that that tv shows are at their best when you already know what's going to happen when you can remove the sort of suspense plot elements and really dive into what who the characters are and what they what they exist and in terms of that this is one of those episodes that like is fundamental to our understanding of the show and understanding to katara which is really important
1: yeah, and I, you know, I, you pointed this out to me, and it just came, it clicked in my head like a light bulb when you mentioned it. Every character had a, a solo Zuko episode, and I actually, except for one. Okay, who, who was it? Just, was it
0: Toph? Toph. Toph. Yeah. Who comment. will comment on it in, in a couple of that, in the, during the finale when she's like, "I didn't get to have my life-changing field trip." That's what I, I like
1: because now you can't question at a, as a viewer why Zuko, who was the main baddie for the first two seasons, um, is now meshing with the team. They take their time. They took their time. They gave every character a reason now to trust them. And at the beginning of the episode, Katara was one way, to a point, to a little bit very extreme, and we'll touch on that when we get to it. And at the end of the episode, they're hugging, and it's a 180. And they did it all in one episode. And everyone... When they were sitting around the campfire, was except for Katara at that point, was, was laughing with him and into him. And they. it's and I, earned. It feels earned. And I,
0: suppose, and I suppose you could make the argument that in because when Zuko shows up, Toph is the one who trusts him. And in many ways, Toph is the one who never really had Zuko as a primary antagonist. Because by the time Toph joins their group, Zuko is not really... Like there isn't that much of like the Zuko chasing around, chasing after them stuff. Like that actually is kind of over by the time we get into um into book, you know, the part of book two the top is in. So it's almost kind of makes sense that if there is the one character who doesn't necessarily need it, that you know, kind of makes sense. Um, so let's let's kind of get into the episode discussion, and I think one of the things that's just like almost goes unnoticed about this episode, is that the very start of this whole thing is actually an entire setup on the finale for the little bit of the cracks within Azula's character. I mean, we spent all the intro talking about Katara, and obviously this is a Katara episode, but it's easy to forget that the beginning of this episode is a really interesting moment of like, oh my god, is it possible Azula's losing her mind? Which, you know, yes. yes. I
1: love the, like, every azula line is 10 out of 10 like i love where she's like i'm I'm about to celebrate being an only child and and then even uh, a counter first off every time azula and zuko go at it it's just so good and like i like how evenly kind of evenly matched they are azula clearly has some of the advantage sometimes over him but then again one of my favorite lines in the entire episode is where Z- uh, Zuko was like, "Oh, she's not gonna make it when she was falling," and then she she literally jet packed herself into the mountain.
0: Like, did anyone believe, for even? I know, but
1: it was such it was a, a good change. line. As a result, like, of course she did.
0: I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not saying like in the oh, it's a TV show. Obviously, this isn't where Zuko di- Azula dies. I mean, in like a from everything we know about Azula, is there no. any chance she? But it was cry? just the
1: the, the 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 almost. It was like oh my god, Zuko's voice actor is so good. It was like, she's not going to make it. And in that line, you heard, like, she's my sister, she's going to die, like, I feel bad. But then also, like, surprise. And then she made it, and then, like, you heard uh, almost a sigh of relief that she's alive. But then also, yeah, of course she survived. Like, it's there's so much nuance.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I I agree. I, I, I really do like the, like, of course she did. Because it's almost like, I agree. There's that little bit of relief because it is still his sister, but it's almost—it's not only like, like he's like the depre- like the kind of sigh is because oh, it's my enemy. It's almost just like, well, of course, like fucking Azul. Like it's—it's it's almost like you know, it goes back to the earlier line when she, you know, the whole like he said she was born lucky, I was lucky to be born. Like it just like. Of course, like she falls off a thing, and who cares? Granted, Zuko also fell off a thing, and was just like, okay, so you know, maybe he doesn't have anything to complain about. No, I just I really like this as well because we we're gonna go into this whole thing about the cracks within Azula's mind, and we talked a lot about that last week, obviously with um with what happened with his, with May and Ty Lee, and I, I just really like that it's a short thing, it's very small, but it's just a nice little primer, and they don't overplay it. And I think that's the really great thing here. I feel like in way too many other shows, Azula comes in and is like comically ridiculous. And yet here, it's like, you can tell if you're watching for it. Like, even that line you referenced earlier of, um, I'm about to celebrate becoming an only child. Like, that's not really the kind of line you would have gotten from Azula when she was at the kind of peak of her mental powers, like, she would be relishing that moment a lot more and a lot more kind of nuanced or subtly than, like, just kind of almost megalomaniac, oh, my God, I'm crazy. But they don't overdo it. Because, like, you, you you know what I mean? Like, there's other shows where it's like, oh, this character's losing their mind, and she shows up and is, like, just a lunatic, and it's like, oh, well, she's totally crazy.
1: Yeah. That's why Azula... When you first meet her, you don't get the crazy vibe. You get more of the spoiled child, good at everything, um, like nobility, and I, I think status. That she's always a status. I think, um, and then mm-hmm. as every pretty much every episode that moves forward, she turns more and more like insane.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, I do think it is a hard turn. I do think we have a pretty hard turn off of what happened last you know in in at the end of boiling rock and i think that's the point what i'm just saying is i like that they are willing to show us a you have the the kind of the classic show don't tell they show us this kind of thing as opposed to telling us but at the same time rather than um like oftentimes you would if they're going to show us they would go so over the top and the fact that they didn't is really good obviously you have the sort of classic show don't tell like they're willing to show us Azula's mental state beginning to deteriorate as opposed to just telling us but on top of that they do it in a way that's not like hitting us over the head with it and I really I I just think that it's respecting your audience I think it's important to respect your audience
1: absolutely I again that's what's so everything in the show feels earned. everything um and it's and you know like I, this happens every episode, like, if you want to hark on, on the Star Wars, like, especially with the sequels, they, the, the sequels, even though I, I respect them in some ways, they're the, the complete opposite, nothing, they're just going at breakneck speed, and things just happen, and, and in Avatar, it's such the, and again, it's unfair to say this is a TV show versus a movie series, but, yeah, like, but this I, is I, a, it's just this refreshing.
0: Is, keep in mind, this is also 20-minute television, you know, it's not, like, you know, I agree there is a lot more time and that, that helps. And it, Look, I think it's why television has in many ways lapped movies in terms of the ability for this type of storytelling. But I think that that's also selling some things a little short. I think that you could make these movies decent. But this is not a Star Wars episode. We're going to stay away from that. Um, one small thing I want to sort of zero in on within this, within this fight, the... The little slow-mo shot of the two punches colliding and then exploding, that was really that was pretty sick. I like that a lot.
1: Absolutely. And in general, yeah. just
0: getting kind of a nice general, getting- like talking about a primer for the finale, we also get to see kind of this little fight here. It's short, it's it's a very small part of the episode, but it's just like a little reminder that like Zuko has really caught up to Azula in terms of fighting ability and it makes you kind of get, you know, by the end you're like, Oh, it would have been nice to see more of that and well we're about to see the big climactic uh, showdown and you know this is like i said at the start like it's just this is one of those little things where this scene is not strictly speaking necessary for this episode like this episode totally functions without it but by doing this by using sort of okay we need to set up a thing where where zuko is the hero so let's do that by Bringing in Azula and bringing in all this stuff that's going to become so relevant in you know in the finale, I think is just great. It's 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 a, it's a it's a nice touch that they do, but it allows them to, as you said, you sort of you, this is 20 minute television. You only have so many minutes, and nothing is wasted. And you talk about this is episode like a perfect example of an Avatar episode where there's no wasted space. Everything they do in this episode, they're doing as either necessary for this episode or necessary for something else, and that's a really I think that's just good writing. That's
1: the indicative of what really good writing is. And uh, something while we're in the beginning, because this is where... I, again, I, Avatar does sometimes lay, And it's always on Katara, too, I notice, kind of the heavy-handed. When, when, when the show writers want to express that she's upset or, or or in a negative state with a character, they take her to like the extreme. They've done it with her and Aang before, they've done it with her and Sokka before, and now... With with Zuko, more justified with Zuko, obviously. But like, when when the attack happened and, and Zuko ran in and pushed her out of the way, the first line out of her was, "What are you doing?" And like, like I'm like, "It's uh, she, he saved your life." Obviously, he saved your life. I think she they should have paused a little bit, and she he did hold on to her after, and then like she was like, "Okay, stop holding on to me." Instead of starting immediately with what are you doing and his response was i'm saving you she should have like st- he should have saved her there's been nothing he should have held on to her still and then she should have said that. No. yeah I-, I feel like they're 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 very aggressive on like katara to like again this happens all the time with her too yeah
0: i mean i i think that that's that is somewhat true i was sort of at first kind of going to lean on is this a case of well it's a it is a male-dominated writer's room, but it actually—this episode is, is written by, by a woman, um, Elizabeth uh, Eschez, who is also um, married to the head writer. So you can kind of—at times I think that you're, you're right that in—especially within The Last Airbender, for as great as the female characters are, you know, maybe they're not as good at writing the sort of anger of it. But I don't even know if that's totally true, especially, again, with the, you know, this is a female writing credit, so it's hard to specifically get in on that. I I do agree with you. I think, I think that the one crack I have in this episode is I don't entirely don't entirely buy the early stuff with Katara so much. She's a little too aggressive. It's a little, it is a little too much for me. And it's one of those things where, like, I think that. And I loved at the end of Western Air Temple with that that final scene with, with Katara and, and Zuko that we argued about quite a bit. But I think in this episode, there is a little bit of like, well, the writers know that this is the Zuko-Katara episode where they're going to eventually forgive him. And I think they play up the conflict just a little too much and kind of, Kind of the opposite way we were talking about earlier with Azula, where it was like, "Wow, I really like that they kind of play it," where you can you can definitely get it, but you're not if they're not hitting you over the head with it. I do think that they are a little bit like hitting you over the head with, yes, Katara has a serious problem with um, with Zuko, and maybe it would have worked if it was a little more spread out. But, but by like front loading it in this episode, it's almost like, okay, we we get it. Is it is it necessary to be that aggressive? Cause like it, like also once they get into the thing where like everyone's cheering for Zuko and she's like yeah you don't deserve it and like get up and walks away it's like I don't I don't know that seems maybe a little too much
1: yeah and I I feel like really everything this sets up for the arc you eventually get in this episode in ways that may or may not feel natural because like them sitting around the fire and all, like, drinking to Zuko. Like, yeah, Zuko, you are the best. Yeah, yeah, Zuko, I'm so happy. Like, that's, like, so clearly set up for Katara to yeah. do that. And it's, like, it's fine. And, like, I'm just, like, it's just, like, it those I are circumstances. Like said, I'm, not, like, I'm they... not
0: objecting to the actual, like, text of it. I think that it would be, like, the, the idea of, okay, everyone's cheering for Zuko. Katara is sort of less enthusiastic I think is a fine dynamic. But I just feel like rather than like at being that overt, it could have been a little bit more like she just kind of raises her glass and doesn't say anything and it's kind of like not as into it as opposed to like really hitting us over the head.
1: Well, no, I mean, with the they already have it set up on how much, especially like in the recap, like they they played well, it in the recap. Obviously, I don't and,
0: like recaps, so
1: I know. For, forget We're about doing the recap, our best then. We like I'm okay with Katara's reaction around the campfire because, at the very least, I could see why there's a flash of emotion there. It was more so earlier on that was like Katara. I mean, like you know what he did. Like it's not you don't have to like, but that's not even the point. But right. like when outside When of that, do you
0: want to have it out? Do you want to have it out now or do you want to have it out at the end of the
1: episode? No, it, it, I uh, it's the, right. end we'll the, it the end of the episode. the end of
0: the episode. Um, out. yeah, and just I mean, it's not just that, but then also like Zuko goes up to her and like she's. I get it. I get that she's hurt. I get that, like, she is the one who trusted him, and she is therefore going to have a significantly harder time trusting him. I just—it is, a, again, it is just a little aggressive, and I, I'm not—it maybe doesn't work for me 100%. It works for me, like, 90%, but for, you know—
1: but for, for, you, you know what? For For the way the episode ended— I like it because it 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 really shows the 180. And again, you don't have to do something extreme to show like a, a simple arc like that. But it made the ending sweeter, I think.
0: Maybe I I'm not like complaining about it. I'm just like maybe it was an 11 and it could have been a nine. Is sort of what I'm saying right. in terms of like current. Sure. Um, as an aside, because we've obviously as been talking aside. about Katara and Zuko, and we will continue to. Um. How, how do you feel about like a straight up like they're they're about to have sex in Avatar? Between so,
1: between, Suki, who? And between oh. Suki and Saka. Oh, I love so it's, funny. It's like. so
0: funny. It's so true. I really like that they don't shy away from it in the way that they can for being. A kid and show. again,
1: you know, it it could be it, it's done so tastefully because if you're young and you don't get it you could just pretend that they're going to go kiss a lot or or whatever hold i, I don't know
0: as adults I
1: we inject that they're about to go bang i
0: love the lay i find that so funny, That's so funny. that they slip yeah. that in there yeah. as like a this is confirmation that Sokka got laid like I, it, it's small it's meaningless but i i find it really funny and i don't know it, it's one of those really weird things that like i don't know if i why i should care but if I, if I do have a problem with some of the sort of kids' media that is centered around teenagers, sometimes they're a little too, like, let's just ignore the fact that people have sex. Like, I think that's one of—I mean, there are plenty, but that is one of my big complaints with Harry Potter. Like, they just ignore that altogether because it's a kid's story, and, like, there really aren't even that— there's, like, one subtle allusion to it, maybe, with Molly Weasley— But, like, they really do, like, keep that on the back burner. And I do like that in this, like, in this episode, they're at least willing to, like, yeah, it makes sense that, like, Sokka and Suki are dating and, like, camping together. That's what would happen. And I I just, it's nice that they're not completely, like, obviously they're not going to, like, completely admit to it because it is still a a show on Nick. But they're still, like, they're hinting at it in a way that I I like. I think that worked for me. I
1: think that worked. Yes absolutely so
0: we're not gonna have that much to say about hanging this episode as this is just another kind of relatively non-existent episode for ang with that said of the book three ang doesn't do anything episodes this is probably the best i've seen of this where i actually really like the role that ang plays in this episode
1: and they could have easily went the opposite route, which they have done plenty of times. Where it's like, no, don't go. And then like she goes and doesn't tell. Like I like how Ang just like, like catches them sneaking Appa, and was like, yeah, just don't murder him, please, but and like just lets her I do like her own that thing.
0: They even specifically connect it when Aang sort of is saying, you know, at first like I understand. Think about how I felt during these various moments, and.
1: With the sand people,
0: yes, got your pretty cool memes in now. But I like the re- but part of the reason I like that is is one it does connect to the to the previous part of the show. But it also there's a world there's a world where they don't where they sort of just play this with like Ang as I'm the monk I think revenge is bad I'm a pacifist don't do that and by allowing the fact that Aang has struggled with this thing like ang has struggled with what happens when you lose control and the needs of the avatar it's a i think it's just a nice symbolic connection it allows us to remember like because this episode does have katara going to kind of some extremes and you can kind of say oh my god like how could she do this i think it's nice to like remember that ang who's like this like arguably, like, the embodiment of what is good, and on some level he literally is, we know that he's had that. Like, he has completely snapped and enters into the Avatar state and, and cannot control his emotions. And, like, let, almost, yeah. I mean, let me, if Guitar doesn't stop him, maybe he kills a, kills a bunch of sandbenders.
1: Well, let me go back in time, and, and I, I, I've discussed this during Appa's Lost Days that they didn't go... The, Appa's Lost Days could have been one of the greatest arcs within Avatar where he just slowly loses his mind over him and like again has like a brush with the dark side you and they, they really almost did it him but to not be really him to be no no I'm saying that because imagine how much better Aang's speech would have been if he did go a little bit more extreme in that and like then Katara at that time which she kind of did again it just wasn't as what they could have done had to talk him down and then this, now there's, they're paying him back I think the the callback to Opus Lost Days well, would have been a lot it's not a better call back if
0: Opus Lost Days. It's a callback to the desert, but the
1: desert. sure, you know what I mean. But like this would have been so much better if that was so better. You, or, so you so so you
0: want like a full on that is a dark path. A dark Don't path. go down that road. I know what it's yeah, like. yeah.
1: Like if Aang just did things. Bat, like he almost did, and that's what bothered me. Like he, like when he was like you, mu- like he came. He comes close a lot, and they like tease that a little bit, but they they don't let him go down that route. And Katara is a well, good more complicated episode. He doesn't, doesn't.
0: I I don't I disagree though because I looking back and if, remember like I love the Serpent's Pass so much because I thought that it was a really nice way for them to go with the Aang losing control but rather than losing control and like as you say going to the dark side which is kind of the default that they a lot of these things do instead it's a lot more instead it's Aang loses hope it's Aang loses and is his, suddenly is becoming cold and you know and rational and acting in a way that's like very much not Aang and I think that For me, that really – I like that because I think that too often the default is like something bad happens to you and you go into the murderous rampage and can't control your emotions. And I kind of like that they went with the opposite of like Aang instead ultra controls his emotions. And that to me is a lot more of Aang's sort of brush with the dark side. It's not so much that Aang went like – full revenge it's that ang literally lost hope i mean ang gives a speech about how hope is something we just tell ourselves to make ourselves feel better we need to abandon it and rely on our rational thoughts
1: sure i i whatever i i just i like the callback back back then i just i i think it it would have been more meaningful if it was like a complete because like katara in this episode certainly brushes against the dark side and we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. But what Katara does this episode, I would have liked to see Aang, maybe not as extreme. And there's of course there's no blood bending with Aang, but like something along the lines where like if he's interrogating someone, maybe he's like like using air bending to like super push him into a wall and starts hurting them. And then like while he's getting hurt, Katara pushes him back or something I mean, along those lines. That's
0: fair. I just I feel like I've seen that many times. I feel like I've seen that exact type of story a lot and i i kind of like that they did something different and i for me it worked and i i don't really have have a problem here i understand what you're saying and I don't think you're necessarily wrong with like it that w- could have been a direction that they went i i'm just happy I'm actually just happy they didn't that said and does have some some nice lines in here i do i really do like it's easy to do nothing but it's hard to forgive that's a nice sort of
1: i just i also just like to like Aang just lets it. There's no drama there. They could have, like, again, an Avatar itself does this trope a lot where there's, like, drama here. Like, don't go. I can't forget. No, Aang is just like, go. Even do what you have to do. Aang and it
0: specifically says, like, I understand you need to do this. You need closure. You need to face this guy. However, you also need to forgive. You also need to not right. go to violence. And that, I think, is the, the real part of this. <laughs> And,
1: and Zuko's line. Like, I'm not going to... Yeah, and like, we're not having
0: it out right now, but I just want to say, for the record, this is one of the many reasons why Aang is a significantly better partner for Katara. But we'll get to that in a, I just, bit. We'll get to that in a bit. Okay. All right. They get on the ship. I really love uh, Zuko's, like, we need to be stealthy. Like, we can't go... And hold on. And then,
1: obviously, this is... Uh, like... Forget about... Like, Katara is amazing this entire episode. And... Is that full power from her using that awesome ice surfing to like catapult herself into the, the into the the keep, but more so also again the show rewards you with watching Zuko is stealthy and getting all of this from when he was um, Spirit. what was the name of it Yeah. Um, so this again like there's no questioning why are you so good at this? Like Zuko clearly. Has all these skills and I've done it before due to the blue spirit and Katara is just laser focused and uses water bending in some of the coolest ways this episode and is a badass. It, there's no way around it. Katara is the best on, she's ever been. On in the top show.
0: of that, another thing that I really like about this episode and, and this is true in, in in essentially in all three of the Zuko field trips, I I do like. I think they use the utility of having zuko as both the character we know but also as he was prince of the fire nation he understands things about the fire nation that we don't we would not have understood before that i think that is also another thing that they do a good job of like they don't just bring in zuko and it's like oh he's a member of the gang and he's exact in the exact same position as everybody else but like it actually works because oh Why would they have never done this thing before? Katara doing this thing she would always would have wanted to do, confront this guy. Well, because they had no idea how to find this fleet and understand what it means. But by having Zuko, oh, he hears about the, 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 the flag. He knows exactly how to track them down because he would. He was literally Prince of the Fire Nation. And I think that's like another really great thing about this show where oftentimes you'll see in other shows where, like, either a villain will join the main cast or just, like, a side character will be kind of brought into the main cast. And very quickly they just become, like, a member of the main cast and all of their history kind of becomes irrelevant. And I really love that throughout all of this, Zuko is still the former prince of the Fire Nation. And that's really important. So, you were watching this episode and you just messaged me in all caps, Katara is bloodbending. So I feel like you want to talk about this. So I'm just gonna let you talk about. I this.
1: just I love what bloodbending represents, not only in the Avatar universe, but more specifically to Katara. She like, do you remember the last time she bloodbended? The last she, time. Like, the, broke the, the, down. Only time
0: the only time she's bloodbended.
1: Yeah, she broke down, crying, like feeling violated, pretty much. And she does it with no regret and is laser focused. And he's suffering as like again. Blood bending is so, like, disturbing and disgust... Like, not disgust... No, like, you know I mean? It's disgusting. like disgusting. Yeah, and, like, you hear, like, the noises and the, the, the crunching and, and the distortions of the body, and it's such a... Metaf- like, again, like, I'm...
0: Like, there's... They really are willing Mark, to go with know? body horror, which is something that, again, like, in terms of, like, respecting your audience and understanding that, like, yeah, it's a kid's show, but we're gonna... We're gonna put in those, like, muscle... And, and, and it's it's bleh. and this
1: and this does everything. It 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 show, like it makes you the viewer if you don't know what's going to happen question like fuck is she going to kill someone? Like is she actually she actually going to go through with it because she is so the opposite of the Katara that blood bended the last time she blood bended. And Well, this isn't called blood. This is like, not
0: like super self-defense to save her friends. No, like yeah. this is she didn't yeah. need to do that. She would have gotten the answers yeah. out of him regardless. But yeah,
1: regardless. yeah,
0: and it's it's it, oh,
1: it's so good. And yeah. and like I, you watch letter, uh, Red Letter Media, yes. right? Yeah. You know how Mike always talks about Star Trek when when he's I has mean, to I well, when I, like, I say I Mike, watch
0: it, I've seen like a few of their videos. I don't watch. Well, them he does.
1: Them. Well, it, uh, by extension, I feel like in this podcast, I'm someone that always brings up Star Wars, and
0: well, we both bring up Star Wars, as you
1: say. It's. It's very apt, too, because of whatever. It's the perfect representation of the dark side, bloodbending. Like, there is no better power to show... A, and, and the Force in Star Wars... And I, I mean this more so in the original trilogy. The Force is just, like, character... Characterization. Like, you know? like And, like, I feel like bending is a perfect manifestation of, like, what a character is feeling. Especially with Katara... Again, Katara... More so than bloodbending just being like a clear dark side power. Katara is so appalled by it. She's the perfect character to use that
0: as like... I I, I just don't have enough good things to say. It's the rare (laughs) power that that they've been been able to create where there there is no rationalization of it. There's no like... I can see a world where this is an acceptable thing to do to another human being. It's just evil. Like it just is and that's important because i feel like too often stories will sort of decide that this this thing is evil for a uh, various reasons like this spell or this power like oh we've decided that lightning is is a is a is a dark side thing in star wars well there's nothing like necessarily evil about shooting lightning out of your arms cuz like
1: well yeah it is the to torture people it is I if mean. you're
0: using it to torture people but for instance obviously when um Iro lightning bends we don't go oh my god he's evil oh my god he's evil
1: but here's the thing though lightning in avatar is like a lightning bolt and it's more flat like quick and like in in star I, wars it's a continuous I under, stream I of lightning that,
0: but what i'm saying is there are times in star wars where i think that they kind of just decide that this thing is bad for a reason because for instance why is a Jedi mind trick considered not a bad thing?
1: Well, no, it's about the thing that the, the Jedi mind trick is not necessarily a light side power. Everyone can use it for good or bad reasons. I understand, reasons.
0: but what I'm saying is, I really like that they've created they've created this power that they want to be horrifying, and they make it genuinely horrifying. They sell like yep. they don't. It's, oh, they yeah. don't need us to tell us. They like we're eventually in you know in Korra like bloodbending becomes a big deal of like bloodbending is bad we don't need like to be told oh bloodbending is this bad thing that you shouldn't do the minute first time you saw bloodbending in that in that in, in puppet master you're like this is horrifying and you shouldn't do it and then in this episode it's still horrifying like it is still like yeah. oh my god and that's a really powerful thing that they were able to create
1: It's great, and then, so then, you know, she does it, and they they eventually find out that he is not the person that did what happened to the mom, and, like, she walks at, like, there's a tear running down her face, she, like, and she loses a lot of the resolve, I think, during that moment, Um, like, I think where she was, like, ready to, like, murder, like, right there, she lost so much resolve at that point, and I think, like, what happened when she made it to the island was so you just, think like... if ra was, was on that boat, he's dead? I don't I know. I And that's actually a question I wanted to ask you. I forgot to ask you it, though. If Aang was not... If Aang slept through that and didn't have a talk with her, do you think she would have had... Do you think Katara on her own would not have murdered? No, or I don't Aang think she
0: would have Or truly... Done. That's what I, I think, too. I, I think Katara is just general but she wouldn't have been able to, to actually do it. Anymore. Um...
1: So I think then that's that's then nothing's changed right. then. So I think
0: Yeah, but just because nothing's changed doesn't mean that it's not important.
1: Yeah, but you clearly see she lost a lot of that.
0: Yeah, but I like, I don't know. She's that moment in when she finds Yan Ra and stops the fucking rain is pretty incredible. Like there's some resolve. There.
1: Everything Katara everything Katara before does you that, in this. I, I do want to ask you one thing, because
0: this is one thing that's always like irked me about this episode. Why do we need to see Jan ras mother? What does that serve in this episode?
1: For setting up is the best line in the... Is just about that? No, and also the show, he's pathetic.
0: But here's my, But here's my question. Like, okay, he's pathetic, I get that. But I kind of feel like the point of this is to set up that he's... We should feel bad for him in some way.
1: No, this is the set... I, I think it's a take... As the viewer set you up more so to take venom out of he's almost what katara comes to the conclusion with that he's he's not evil but what he's but, not but like he, the fire lord he's but, just pathetic but here's,
0: but here's the important point is what i'm saying
1: katara doesn't see but, it and they humanize him by but, the way i think also humanize the him.
0: katara doesn't see this <laughs> so this is not like oh katara happened unless <laughs> all right let me ask you a, a before question do you think they were tailing him that whole time and Katara saw the interaction with his mother?
1: Me, I, I, I don't have an answer one way or another, but I don't think it changes anything. I think I it think, does. I think, I think it's set, it, A, it humanizes him for us that he has like a mom and he's like, living at home and he's more like instead of evil and like a scary girl, because like in the flashback, when he locks eyes with baby or, or child Katara, he's scary. And you don't really come to the conclusion that, like, oh, but, he's but a I'm, pathetic uh, a soldier that lives with his but mom. Me,
0: but here's here's my thought about this, and I, I hadn't considered the, like, could Katara have seen it. If Katara sees this, I think it's actually really, it could be pretty effective. Because then it's, A, kind of setting up, like, there is, like, a connection to the mother thing. It's helping to set up that Katara is seeing this guy as truly pathetic and not, like...
1: Then yes, I, I but say yes because it if Katara, it, Katara by the t-
0: doesn't see it, I, I don't think it's necessary. I, think,
1: I think so. I say then the, yes. I'll say yes. So what
0: I'm gonna do is because I think no this is great. I'm gonna give the episode of the benefit of the doubt and say that the reason that we saw it, Katara is our. I guess actually Zuko is our. Zuko is our point of view character for this episode. If we, us seeing it means that Zuko and Katara saw it, and then I'm okay
1: with it. I think I agree with you, but I think whether it's. True or not, it doesn't like it wouldn't affect my score of the episode. So,
0: the other question: Do you think did you buy that he actually remembered
1: her? Well, did you see my meme? Uh, <laughs> yes. Like, I, the I whole. Did. Uh, do you think it was relevant? Um,
0: I mean, I saw. Let me. see think which I think, exactly the, which I think was, the, You sent me a lot of. It's memes. from.
1: It's from. And Eng- oh, it's from. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, Avengers. Don't, yeah, I
0: Yes, but I don't. I, yes, I don't know enough about Avengers to really care.
1: Yeah, but that's like, is that like you took everything from me? I don't even know who you are. And like the beginning of that interaction, that's exactly what happened in Avatar. It was really funny. But um, yes, I believe he actually, I don't think he was just saying that to appease her. Well, he definitely wasn't saying it
0: to appease her because he says, You're that little water tribe girl before she said anything. So he clearly does remember her. I'm going to be honest, that part of it I kind of didn't like. And this is my reasoning. I think part of the point of all of this, part of the point of a, of a story like this in Avatar is setting up the fact that war is terrible, war leads to this loss of innocence, this loss of childhood, and that these kind of things are remarkably normal. And essentially to have him admit that he remembers, remembers Katara is essentially adding a... a very large amount of weight to this interaction, that he remembers something that happened, you know, let's say 10 years ago, give or take, that it's this important. And I actually think that that moment works better if he doesn't remember this interaction at all to where him murdering a bender in cold blood is just so routine that it's normal. Because to some extent, that's kind of like the point of everything we see about the Fire Nation is like a lot of their cruelty is made even worse because of how normalized it is. It's just like that's what you do. And especially going into the finale where we're like part of the whole point is that everyone in the Fire Nation is like okay with the idea that we're going to scorch Earth and literally burn down the Earth Kingdom the i think that it's it's more powerful to me if this was considered a common act of violence as opposed to like a oh my god this thing happened that happened to one of our main characters who wasn't particularly important before any of this happened with that said the 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 stopping the rain is like one of the most incredible shots
1: it's just, so I, I it's just so good. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. And again, this is like, again, I've I. This. I've, I've watched Avatar to completion twice. First as a kid, and like, it was kind of like out of order because it was on Nickelodeon, so I'd watch it whenever it was on, so like, there are probably episodes I missed. And then one time I, I watched it in completion on my own just because I remembered how good it was and I wanted to, it was on Netflix or something, so I devoted my time to it, and it was a while ago when I, I, the second time I watched it, I must have been in college still. And like, I forgot how good this episode is. And then, more to the point, I forgot how good Katara is this episode. So when I messaged you about bloodbending, I forgot she oh, did oh. it. And, then,
0: it, then, and it's those, uh, then it's one of those, a surprise, a welcome surprise. one. A
1: welcome. But, and then not only that, I, I the, the little things like her ice surfing and, and, and catapulting them into the thing was awesome. And then. The, the cream of the crop was this is where she she stopped the rain and made it was just awesome visual it's the coolest I've ever seen water bending up to this point um and like the way like I was awed by uh, av- uh fire lord uh, uh sorry uh, avatar Roku when he like go goes pretty much fire bending super Saiyan, is the way how odd I was how, by how Katara do you even know what that and how is? You've awesome. never watched dragon balls what well, I, I get I know what memes are and I know what anime is still, um, but yeah, it's great. It's great, and the again the tease of her about to impale him with ice is awesome, and it's it's, it's and then and of course within all the drama where the 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 funny I literally audibly laughed out loud where it's like no you can take my mother we'll be even that way right and like it both serves as hilarious clearly, joke clearly
0: and an clearly Jan act- ra is not jewish because no jewish man would ever say that about his mother
1: no yeah i i, for, I hate the show so me quoting this show i hope doesn't mean that i'm telling you like i watch it or like it but i know of the show but in the big bang theory no, like how like the mom no,
0: stop it i'm not I don't even watch allowing the show, you to but talk I'm, about it shut up
1: whatever forget it let's go so not only was it a good comedy line, but it, the next line was Katara being like, "Wow, you're pathetic." I, uh, you know, I
0: yeah, no, I, I do like that. I do like what she what she says there, where it's like, "There's just nothing inside of you. You're just pathetic." Like that, it's true. He is pathetic, and you know, I I do think that there is an, a somewhat of an interesting question of like, how much of that is his fault? How much of that is the fault of being an officer in an army that is evil? but I, I don't think that that's quite where they want to go and I think that that's probably just a little too far down the rabbit holes that we usually go down but we're not going to right now alright let's have it out let's I, I'm sorry no, Mark you're, you're I, I,
1: I, I was at the beginning of all you're of wrong. this and, when, we, when we started this podcast I spoke the end of book one i i i know i still liked it all right hold on before I'm we do this, i want to lay out some ground rules I wanna lay out
0: okay some ground rules. all right ground rule number one we are talking exclusively about zuko and Katara's relationship comparing it to other relationships is not does not have any bearing on this
1: ...to other ones within the that, Avatar what, universe? What, no. or more. what sping- I'm saying is... No, can I compare it? No. Aang, can I compare it to Aang no. Katara?
0: because, and here's the important thing. Even if you could prove unequivocally that Aang and Katara should not be together, that has no bearing on whether or not she should be with Zuko. It is not fine, a binary. Fine, no, boy. Katara is her own woman and she can be with whoever she wants and she does okay, not need to fine. be with one of the two main characters. Fine. So that's what fine. I'm saying. So this is not All a why right, Katang is bad. This is only a, in your opinion, why Zutara is good. And I'm a, let me change the title of this episode to Corey is wrong about the prequels. Because Corey is wrong. So go ahead. Be wrong.
1: So when we started this podcast, I still meant it. But it was, I knew how much it pissed you off. So I was like kind of memeing you. And I didn't really care one way or another. And the more the show goes on, especially you're watching it, uh, this is the episode that cemented it. I think they are perfect together in terms of writing. I think there's so much more stuff there between the two of them, and they could like help fix each other now, like one way to another. I, I just, I, I don't know what to say, which you're not gonna just try to like just pass, but like make your I, just case. I hear the thing. I
0: will tear you to shreds. I know afterwards. what you're saying. I, said, I know you
1: tell me yes. don't compare it. To her and Aang, but throughout the show, Aang has a crush on her, and like at the moment is like the quote unquote friend zone. I don't like using that word, but you know what it is. Like I mean, like she's like, oh yeah, you're great, and like I, I like don't there's, agree, maybe there's some subtle things. Agree, but... There's there's some subtle things there that I wasn't picking up, but like I just see so much more.
0: Again, I do not meat and potatoes stop with some more. Stop. You are not proving why Katang is bad. You are proving why Zutara is good. That's all you can prove. Because it's not a binary.
1: That's not. I I just like their interactions between each other. I like seeing their relationship slowly change. The necklace was the first steps of planting the seeds there and the way that he, like he tries to connect with Oma oh and it's it was so funny now I'm thinking back at it back with the necklace. And, like, I got. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I got. Uh, even though the show came way first, it gives me vibes to Kylo and Rey. And I think there are a lot of similarities between Kylo and Rey. We're what? Kylo, I'm going to kill myself. This is the exact. Can you not. Can you. Are, is the dynamics between Kylo and Rey not almost the identical to the dynamics between Katara no, and Zuko? No, they're not similar at all. No, they're not similar. I, what, what are you talking
0: about? They're,
1: they're very they're similar. Not,
0: you go, I, I'll oh, explain why you're,
1: but that one, well, that that, that whole necklace, like and for
0: the record, I actually have no ill will towards Rilo. I don't. My hot take is I think romance in Star Wars movies are bad, and romance is really only good in some of the animated shows. But,
1: but it's just like this. This I, I I said it to you in chat. I I would have been so much happier if they instead of hugged at the end, they kissed at the end. It was like so. It was so earned. No, worries. I just I don't know, man. Okay. It, they would have been good together.
0: No, they that, that right there. No. I'm just writing some notes just so I can know what you're saying.
1: And then, like, fire and water, like, it's just, there's poetry. It, it rhymes.
0: Well, that if that doesn't admit to exactly why you are wrong when you're quoting George Lucas, how he's talking about how good the prequels are, I don't know what is a better explanation of how dumb you are than that. However, let's Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. So, good together, they're fire and water. I'm sorry, but this—I thought that ironic. This like too. opposites attract. Get two people who are super different who fight a lot, and then they're together. I'm sorry, this is never not this what I meant. Doesn't not what happen I meant. I, outside of movies.
1: This start no, but that's not what I meant. I, 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 the first interaction I alluded to, which I thought. They planted the seeds, was the what necklace. The ne-
0: where he stole her necklace and tried to track them so he could track t- track
1: catch And then her. how did that all end? How did that all end?
0: With, how did it end eventually?
1: How did she get the necklace? How did she get the necklace back? In the
0: end? In the end? She... How does she... Mean, how, answer your own question. How did she, she get the necklace back?
1: Doesn't Zuko give it back to her? No... I'm trying to remember I I, I I forget it's been so long. I remember like Zuko Didn't are, are you sure Zuko did not at one point give
0: it back no, to her? No. Zuko does not like hand it back to her. It's like here it's yours. Zuko taunts her with it and is like, "Oh, like, tell me where Ang is."
1: Whatever. I I thought I thought that was good.
0: Okay, so your first um, good interaction with them is her, is him, like, tracking them and trying to capture Aang, and, uh, you, know, that, you know, all that. What? Yeah. That, yeah, so that... If, if there's any, any indication of why you have uh, issues in relationships.
1: I don't have issues in relationships.
0: Fundamentally. The problem with Zuko and Katara, and I want to be clear that I don't disagree with you that I they have a really good dynamic with each other. But that dynamic is not romantic. That dynamic is friendship. And the only reason that we are let's oh let's ship these two people together is because it's a boy and a girl and they're friends. So let's ship them. But there's nothing nothing about this episode is the way a relationship should start. A relationship should not start with you going, I don't trust you to the point that I can't like be in the same room as you, and I'm gonna threaten to kill you. But then I realize I was wrong, and I should trust you. So now we're together.
1: There, Mark. There's this like. Let me let me backtrack because I, I I I'm writing my own thoughts down now as we're talking. So let me let me show the similarities I think between them. Where I'm sorry because I'm trying to like really put all the pieces okay. together. So. They have their mothers. So, like, the loss of their mothers, I think, is a, a connection right there. They have a, 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 something in common with their, their, their childhood situations being more similar than you give them credit for. And I think Zuko, outside of Sokka, is the only one that truly understands, like, how Katara feels regarding, like, a, like, not really having a mother, especially that young, and, like, losing the yes, mother. Cause, cause,
0: so cause has no idea about that.
1: But, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He lost his entire family. Well, I'm talking about mothers specifically. He doesn't have a
0: mother. He doesn't have a mother.
1: I, well, I know that. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about mothers. Yeah,
0: I'm saying he, he also knows what it's like he to lost, lose... Like
1: the to show work. could have ended bringing, and I know you don't like this point, but I do, putting two opposites, having them work in harmony, the Fire Nation and Water Tribe. I think that... It, it, that's a little bit more poetic And again my issue with and I, I, I know you don't like me going back to Aang Aang just had a crush A heavy crush on Katara but All I'm and saying about ended the up thing is
0: You're not proving your point here All your, You can shit on Katang all you want
1: And opposites attract I don't too I know you don't with like that.
0: that I don't agree that in the real world opposites attract I actually think in the real world people Mainly date people who are similar to them
1: I think this episode, like, so like, Aang tried to convince Katara to be peaceful because, you know, it's what Ang does. He's he's a vegetarian, like everything, like, and yes, it's also a part of. You said it earlier on. Ang is the embodiment of of good. Zuko Zuko during this episode understood that Katara, um, had such a deep love and emotional connection to the mother and how much it must have hurt. So like, did you even like, watch the I feel episode?
0: Like, Okay, okay. Hold on. We're like now. We're just down it. We talked about how the whole point is Aang understands that Z- Katara needs to go through this, but should not resort to violence. Should not resort to revenge. And should extend, even if he can't, she can't forgive him. At least come to a point to realize that killing him is not going to help you at all. What happens throughout this entire episode with Zuko? He's like, nah, sometimes you just need revenge. Sometimes you just need to take your anger out. And it's like...
1: No, but he wasn't saying it in that way. He was saying it more so like, I understand what you're feeling. And again, obviously at the end, even Zuko says to Aang, like, you were right. But I think that was also a learning experience for Zuko. Like, revenge is not always the I, way. I, but I, I feel like... Yes,
0: but, I, but you're saying...
1: At the time they were... But hu- you're
0: saying, oh, they both have- Zuko understood this in some way better than Aang. No, he didn't. Functionally, Z- Aang has a much better grasp of what Katara is deep down, at her absolute core, in that moment where she could have killed him. Nothing, like, it's there's no consequences to it. It's not like a a, a problem with it. It's just like she couldn't do it because deep down who she is as a person is someone who yes, will truly snap in the same way that Aang will, but will not completely fall down the hole to full revenge. Zuko is not that Zuko. And we're going to see it in the finale. Fundamentally believes that sometimes violence is the answer. Sometimes you just got to kill them. And the idea that, like, oh, well, Zuko understood Katara better in this episode, I think is ridiculous. That's not true.
1: I I just... I truly... And I I feel it in my bones. I, I really feel more of chemistry between them. And I, I think they set up... If, if Forget about us knowing the future. I, I think... If you first watched the show for the first time, it, you'd be remiss to think that there wasn't a chance that they would end up together and it would have been... I think there's a
0: chance, but I, I just... I don't I don't see it. I never see a truly romantic aspect to this. I see two people who will become very good friends, but they're not going to actually be together as partners. And, I, I, and I, again, I like their friendship. I think their friendship is really powerful, but I don't like it as... Anything else?
1: Do you you are an Asami Kora shipper? I am. Do you consider them to be quite different? No. You don't think no, so? No,
0: I think they're actually very similar, as they're both women in positions of power I, who have been thrown. This is—we're not turning this into a Kora podcast.
1: I'm not, but I'm saying I, I I view it more so that they have a lot of differences and they complement each other, like in a good relationship. And I think there's the same here. I, I think are, they, they, they complement
0: think... each other in a very, in a much more powerful way of two people who truly understand each other in a way that really no one else can, as two women in a specific world. But again, I don't want to, I, I don't want to turn this into like me arguing about koretsu because that's that's not. Look, we're not going to agree. At the end of the day, we ship different things, and we respect all shippers here. I just think that. It's a much more powerful for them as friends as opposed to not as friends.
1: I think, and I think I more so I like them together, but I also, I think also my, I don't Can I ask like you a question. Let's this,
0: if let's say catting never happens guitar is does not have a romantic have a thing cat-ing. at the end of the show. How would you, would you care? How would you,
1: would you care? Yes. I still think they're good. Together, right. honestly. I don't
0: agree. So, we get to the end of the episode and we set up the final question of the finale, um, which I have issues with, but we'll talk about that when we get to the finale. So, why don't we wrap up with our final thoughts and our ratings?
1: Love this episode so much. This is easily the best guitar episode ever. Ever, 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 ever. Um, I love... Forget about shipping and anything. I just like them together. I thought them sa- uh, uh, stealthing through... And seeing, you know, Zuko really falling back on his blue, uh, s- sorry, blue spirit? Yes,
0: blue spirit? Yes,
1: blue spirit. Yes, blue spirit. um, persona in, in a less extreme way. And Katara makes this episode for me. Katara is so good this episode is. Such a badass. And her bloodbending, if you, like, watch back-to-back, the, the um... Puppet the master? Pup, what's... The Puppet Master really episode in this, this, it's like, really good at this I'm just, yeah, whatever, name's not good. But, like, this episode was so good, and are there, like, minor, tiny things that I could complain about? Sure, but I'm not going to nitpick, and I'm still going to rate as if it's, like, against all television. Um, like, sure, in the beginning, you could have toned down guitar a little bit, this, that, the other thing. But, like, I don't know what else to say. This, to me, is 10 out of 10 television. This is a 10 out of 10. I wouldn't change anything in the world in this episode. I love it. I, 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 I think this is a fundamental, perfect episode for Katara and, and ends kind of like a mini arc going on within her perfectly. And I think, finally, this is now... You get all that drama out of the way. Now Team Avatar is that full... Power, full trust of each other and what a way to end as as you say the uh the arc of zuko uh teaming up with people and going on little adventures
0: yeah i agree i i'm giving this episode a 10 as well this is this is really peak avatar there's just there's nothing nothing bad to say about this episode and we talk about like the thing that takes it a 9.5 to a 10 is like those what like whatever that moment is and that moment of her stopping the rain is just it's burned into me that is such an incredible visual of just all of that and it's it's incredible and and this is this is a truly amazing episode and and really as you said it caps off a bunch of arcs it really caps off Katara's character going into the finale which is really important so with that, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here, Corey. We shall. We have one more episode before the finale, and it's a bit of a recap episode, so we'll do some fun stuff with that. But uh, check that out soon, and check out a bunch of all of our other stuff, and we'll see you soon.